This is Speaker for the Living, a podcast where we explore human trafficking, forced labor, and all things related. My name is Seth Dare. I'm here with my co-host, the one and only, JJ Genflone. I am the one and only. Woo! We had plans of what to talk about, but it has been a Jeffrey Epstein kind of week. Yeah, no, apparently Jeffrey Epstein really doesn't want us to talk about visas because that's what we were going to talk about. We had plans. Seth had notes. They were beautiful. And yet, here we are. He was arrested and charged specifically with sex trafficking on Saturday and the indictment came out Monday. So that's what we will talk about. But there's so many loopy things that relate to that. We'll get into the details in a bit. Uh, Thank you to the uh, people who noticed that we posted the backstory of our previous podcast on Jeffrey Epstein. And then after that, we did a uh, update Palooza where we mentioned one aspect that wasn't on that one hour case update. So to be specific, uh, the previous podcast on Epstein was about the case in Florida, which ended up giving him a plea and then courts recently said, okay, well, they didn't inform the victims and that's bad, but we're not going to do anything else about it. It was also found out since that podcast when somebody found out the age of one of the victims that he was charged with solicitation of a prostitute that she was 16 years old at the time it happened, which is a weird case of solicitation when she's underage. Yeah. And we'll see that there's like man act charges and and whatnot coming up. And if you look at those, I believe it's in our first podcast that we cover Jeffrey Epstein. Seth actually went into what the man act actually is and, and why that applies. And so I think that's a good one to hit up if you're, if you're curious on the backstory. So the head of his legal team for the previous case was Alan Dershowitz. Alan Dershowitz is a vocal Trump defender on legal issues. He went to work for Harvey Weinstein after Weinstein was me too'd. Maybe, you know, maybe he's good at his job and likes money. I don't know. Like, who wouldn't? Yeah. Uh, Dershowitz has also been accused of rape by one of the girls that uh, accused Epstein. And we, we say we say girls here not as to sort of um, to, to literally refer to as female child. This yes. is someone who is not she this is a, a, a survivor speaking out who says that they were not of legal age at the time that this happened. And while that is statutory rape, there are cases where Epstein or others have been accused of forcible rape, and there are times where it's some sort of manipulated statutory rape. But Epstein has been accused of both. Which is, these are not typical, I maybe like if you don't sort of live in this field, these are not typical charges that, that people uh, get for sort of sex crimes. These, these are very much like human trafficking related. And I will say it's been about five days since uh, his arrest was announced. And in that time, the amount of sort of information, you know, it's not that I did the, the Nexium podcast, there was sort of a trickle of information. And eventually we d- will do when that story concludes a final deep dive into in what happened there. But I, I will say that it's, it's been shocking to me, the pure amount of information that's, that's been released very, very quickly. Yeah. And his connections to everybody, uh, Bill Clinton's spokesman has said, oh, yes, I have ridden on that plane for four trips. 
they didn't mention in the release that the plane's name is the Lolita Express. Yep. But even Bill admits that much. Some of the pictures that have come out with uh, Donald Trump and Epstein from long ago. I think both of them were from the 90s. And, and you can see them on Getty Images. There's one yeah, of them he's... that's a picture with those two and two women. It looks really, really awkward, especially since, like, we know what Epstein is. And let's be clear, like, Donald Trump had a reputation in the 90s. Like, if you think he's a better guy now, okay, fine. You can go with that. But, like, people knew who he was in the 90s. At the very least, he was a womanizer and he cheated on all of his wives. So, And I mean, and that was an, oh, that was a, you know, this isn't, these aren't hot takes. That was something that was, that's been talked about in biographies. That's something that he's referenced and sort of back when, when he didn't, wasn't a politically engaged individual. You know, for, for those of us that grew up as children of the very late 80s, early 90s, they remember sort of Trump with, with these beautiful women. You know, he made a lot of media appearance, appearances in that way. Yeah, but there was a party with those two, 28 and 28 women and nobody else, allegedly, yeah. in 92. Uh, there was this really weird item that came out that uh, apparently the Attorney General Barr, his dad Donald, had hired Epstein to be a school teacher when he was 20. It looks like it was a secondary school. And, you know, that's awkward. I, I, I haven't seen any allegations from that time. There. Yeah, I don't know. There, there's so much, so many threads in the case. But also around the same time, Donald Barr wrote a book called Space Relations, which is about this guy being taken into slavery and sexual slavery. So that's weird. I mean, I will, I am willing, you know, correlation is not causation. I'm willing yep. to say that maybe that is just some really shitty writing he did. And I will say that it is, it is, as someone who, I'm a weirdo, so I collect old, um, Seth, I think, has seen this in our apartment, I collect old uh, human trafficking-related pulp stuff. So, like, old posters from the 1800s where they're, like, worry, they're, they're warning women against white slavery, you know, all the old detective pulp magazines. I, I collect those. So... I will tell you that there's this weird, and it's very like tied up with uh, BDSM type stuff a lot of the time, that these old detective and old sci-fi pulp creations almost always had some overlap with sort of slavery or, or the idea of people not being in control of themselves. That doesn't excuse it, it's just it's certainly, it certainly, it would not have been weird on the shelf. It's not that like out of nowhere this would pop up. Yeah, well, and when you start going down this road... I, I just saw a picture of the temple on uh, Epstein's Island. Like, who knows what happens there? I'm sure there's well, yeah, conspiracy it's, theories. It's when you combine all the creepy together that it starts to put together an, an image. But Right. And that's when you have QAnon, that whole conspiracy theory realm, where which intersected with things like Pizzagate. Like, Pizzagate yeah. is one piece of the larger narrative that there's a bunch of elites that do sex trafficking of children and have trafficking rings and use child protection services and, uh, you know, can get as strange as it goes to the cabal of Jews. Sometimes they'll say they're Jews, sometimes not, who uh, sacrifice children and drink their blood. Sometimes people say Hillary did that. All and that sort of thing. 
maybe that's a if, if if this is something that you guys out there are interested in maybe we should do i know we did this a long long time ago but maybe it's worth it seth for us to do sort of like common human trafficking myths when we did it before it was based more on like that sex trafficking increases during the super bowl we know that's not true but maybe we need to do one on like the people who seem to also think that protocols on the elders of zion is a real thing like maybe we need to look into that to sort of hit up what people are really confused about well and and to explain how conspiracy thinking work like, there are what I consider small C conspiracies, and there are large C conspiracies. A small C conspiracy would actually be just what Epstein did, where he has his people who go and help him do things, and they try to keep it secret. So it's, and, and you know, there seems to be sufficient evidence that that is true, that he did that, and that is not a legal conspiracy, but in terms of people doing things in the dark together, yeah, that, that fits that. Large C conspiracies are all the elites are in it together and it's run by a cabal of Jews and they're all trafficking children so they can kill them and all that sort of thing. When it gets to be in the global stage, that's where it's a grand conspiracy. And so Pizzagate gets into the Hollywood, what's going on in Hollywood and everything, and then it gets into, it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And then QAnon is that it's Trump's plan is to actually do something to bust the child sex rings. So some of those people mm-hmm. are like, yes, it's happening now. And then uh, one of our next podcasts will be to go into R. Kelly. Yep. We're who not. got arrested and charged with sex trafficking. As he, was, as he tower. was walking his dog in front of his of the Trump Tower where he has a residence because why not? Now, back when I was a conspiracy theorist, <laughs> the difference would be I would know it was fishy and it was all connected in that all of these elites are doing stuff. And I would know that Donald Barr wrote that book for a reason and that he's probably been conspiring with Epstein all along. Like, I would know it's all connected in these pe- and there's no coincidence. And, and there would be little doubt of that. That's just how conspiracy thinking works, which is too bad because... There are things that happen in the dark, and as you can see with Epstein and with R. Kelly, there's a grain of truth to certain elites abusing the system and having sex with children. Yep. So, uh, another weird thread is uh, there was a PR person about three months ago who was in Epstein's residence, and he was showing some of the photos on the wall. He has photos of Bill Clinton, he has photos of Woody Allen, and one of them he pointed out is, oh, look... This is the crown prince of Saudi Arabia. Mm-hmm. Sure. Why not? All right. So w- with all of that kind of uh, National Enquirer stuff out of the way, he was charged on Saturday of running a sex trafficking operation with girls as young as 14, bringing him to his Upper East Side home in New York City and also to his Palm Beach, Florida home. It seems that this applies between 2002-2005. Julie Brown of the Miami Herald, who's done fantastic reporting and journalism on this, said the statute of limitations doesn't apply before then, but they made some changes so that it doesn't expire. But there are three girls, three, um, three minors who are girls that are in the indictment as, uh, like minor one, minor two, minor three. Yeah, and which I, means under the age of eighteen. Yes, and and I, I would guess that they were not 
related to the previous case because that would usually already be settled. But being the horrible person that he is, he's abused so many girls, there's all these girls to choose for an indictment. And uh, over a dozen women, and well, yeah, they're all women now, uh, have come forward to say that uh, he has abused them in the past. Mm-hmm. Julie Brown had said that she found women that the police didn't find and had some that went on record when she did her reporting within the past year. And and I can see why. Like, why put yourself out there to not only have potential legal action by somebody like Epstein, but also to get harassed if there's really nothing going to be done and you're, I mean, what's the value of it? And I can understand. But yeah. now the tide has turned. And it's turned in a, in a in a very dramatic way. And I think one of the things that shows that too is uh, the New York Times just a few hours ago um, before uh, Seth and I were, were sort of frantically talking about how he had to plan this podcast reports that he, Epstein, had wired $3,500,000 to possible witnesses against him in human trafficking cases. And, and that's been tracked. And in particular, the prosecutor said that Mr. Epstein had, quote, paid significant amounts of money to influence individuals who were close to him during the time period in this case and who might be witnesses against him at trial. And that one of the people who it's been sent to has been identified in the New York indictment as an employee who helped Mr. Epstein in his sex trafficking scheme. Now, for them to post that rather publicly, that makes it seem to me that they know that there is proof if it is listed in the indictment. They're not losing their minds here. Also, based on a few different articles, Jeffrey Epstein is not a billionaire. No, right? Like, how did... Well, I mean, I guess you can be whatever you want if you say it enough. Right? Fake it till you mm-hmm. make it. He does have a lot of money. He says he probably has over $500 million, but that's still half shy of a, of a billion. Right? Yep. All right. I'm going to read a few parts of the 10-page and uh, actually 13-page indictment. This is more than we ever had. I, I expressed pres- frustration in my previous podcast that like everything I came across was fairly anecdotal. Yeah, but this is pretty definitive. This is similar to some of the stuff I didn't read on the last podcast, but now I can do so with a lot more confidence. So a few different pieces. All right, quote, from at least in or about 2002 up to and including at least in or about 2005, Jeffrey Epstein, the defendant, enticed and recruited and caused to be enticed and recruited minor girls to visit his mansion in Manhattan, New York the New York residents, and his estate in Palm Beach, Florida, the Palm Beach residents, to engage in sex acts with him, after which he would give the victims hundreds of dollars in cash. Moreover, and in order to maintain and increase the supply of victims, Epstein also paid certain of his victims to recruit additional girls to be similarly abused by Epstein. So just having commercial sex where there's a financial transaction with a minor is sex trafficking. When you add in the recruitment, that adds in more than one type of act, which we'll get into later, of uh, recruiting, harboring, transportation, and two others that are part of the official definition. Okay, uh, victims were initially recruited to provide massages to Epstein, which would be performed nude or partially nude, would become increasingly sexual in nature, and would typically include one or more sex acts. Epstein paid his victims hundreds of dollars in cash for each encounter. Continuing, 
different section. When a victim arrived at the New York residence, she typically would be escorted to a room with a massage table where she would perform a massage on Jeffrey Epstein, the defendant. The victims, who were as young as 14 years of age, were told by Epstein or other individuals to partially or fully undress before beginning the massage. During the encounter, Epstein would escalate the nature and scope of physical contact with his victim to include, among other things, sex acts such as groping and direct and indirect contact with the victim's genitals. Epstein typically would also masturbate during these sexualized encounters, ask victim to touch him while he masturbated, and touch victim's genitals with his hands or sex toys. Further, despite his claims, quote, Jeffrey Epstein, the defendant, knew that many of his New York victims were underage, including because certain victims told him their age. Then it goes into more detail, and now I'm going to go into count two, which specifically is for sex trafficking. And it will restate a few things, but I want the verbiage to get out. So it says that, the defendant willingly and knowingly in and affecting interstate and foreign commerce did recruit, entice, harbor, transport, provide, and obtain by any means a person knowing that the person had not attained the age of 18 years and would be caused to engage in a commercial sex act and did aid and abet the same to wit. Epstein recruited, enticed, harbored, transported, provided, and obtained numerous individuals who were less than 18 years old, including but not limited to minor victim one, as described above, and who were then caused to engage in at least one commercial sect act in Manhattan, New York. So that's like checking the boxes for most of the human trafficking definition we have and yeah. saying he pretty much did most all of it. Yeah. Enforced fraud or coercion, definitely coercion, definitely fraud. Oh, yeah. I mean, the fact, too, that, like, knowingly... Yeah, intent. Intent is huge with criminal law. Oh, well, yeah. And then this this all points to me then of like them having pretty definitive proof. I mean, these that those are clearly quotes from witnesses and whatnot, you know? I think that, that, that that's very clear. So, yeah, so that's the update as what we know right now. Uh, oh, I forgot to mention one other part. And that's that uh, while they were arresting him, they raided his mansion. Mm-hmm. And they found hundreds, possibly thousands, of sexually suggestive pictures of nude or partially nude girls, reportedly some of them underage. Yep. So that uh, should help the case as long as the feds didn't do something that would be a technicality. Yeah. Apparently... The Southern District of New York, who is prosecuting this, of whom uh, one of the people that's a part of the team is uh, James Comey's daughter, mm-hmm. that for a plea deal, they want you to tell everything you know. Yeah. Uh, and that means you've got to implicate mm-hmm. other people that they want. So it's possible he could plea. I would, I'll put the plea aside for a second. Uh, he could... Uh, go to trial. The conviction rate I've read is like 90%, and he's like 66. Yeah. but I, And he looks yeah. a rough... I mean, like, I don't want to be shameful here, but he looks a rough 66. He looks like a man who just knows that he just got arrested for having child pornography on his computer. I. Yeah, but the other part is supposedly either his lawyers or him said that they would uh, give up people who have paid for sex with these girls 
one person who was talking about how he had known him in the past and like Epstein had called his fiance right before they were married and, and, and said he would have uh, asked her if she wanted to have sex. And that's when he said, and that's when, uh, that's when Epstein was dead to me. Uh, Not but, before. But he, he was uh, commenting on the situation and he said, well, Epstein said he would give up the people that had paid for sex, but how many of his friends didn't pay for sex? Yeah, like how... In, the, how in many, this case, it's a valid question. Yeah, no, how, how many for, for favors or for other things did he harm women? Um, and then also, too, that leads to the question as well of um, uh, how, how to phrase this. How, how many possible victims or survivors are non-U.S. citizens because there's the whole island thing? Yeah, and there's also what's, what's the jurisdictional issues on our territory? Yes, So yeah, there you go. Hope that helps. I'm sure there will be more information by the time this podcast comes out in a few days. Yeah. God, how can't can't get out of it, can we? All right. That's all for now. Bye, guys. We will. I mean, I'm sure that this will be something that we will will come up again and again and again. All right. Bye. This has been Speaker for the Living. For extended notes and sources, visit our website at speakerfortheliving.com.